Wow. That was perfect. That was out of time. That's literally never <laughs> happened before. That was strange. Okay, wow. It's a new day. And I'm feeling good. Can't you wait. Good morning, afternoon, or indeed good bloody well evening, and welcome to episode 110 of the UK's number one gaming podcast, Crosscast. And to get things started, I want to introduce you to the three absolute chumps I'm going to be chatting with. And first up, Benji Khan! <laughs> We're back! Hey! Thanks, there mate. Thanks, mate. Are you, uh, are you okay, Ben? I am after that. That was wonderful. Great song. Good. When's he, when's he coming on the podcast, by the way? Cisco? Uh, we need to get him on, don't we? With his little, uh, dong, da, dong, little Versace dong. backpack that he wears. He likes it. Yep. Anyway, next up, we're keeping the musical theme because of our guest. You know what he's like with his music. So here we go. Hold on. Give me a second to... Prepare. His name is Alex. He loves his Xbox. But he's a hypocrite because he loves PSVI too. <laughs> it's Alex. Hypocrite. <laughs> Alex. Hi. Are you okay? You well? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. You, you feel better after that? I do. I feel less hypocritical. That's my new text tone. Uh, and finally, <laughs> last but not least, give me a second. Obviously, spared no expense for our guest, honoured guest for the week. Here he goes. It's Ethan Hunt. It's Ethan. <laughs> hey. What's <Wow. laughs> And I am your host, the Segway King, the Subway King, the Hey Bata Bata Swing, the Alpha and the Omega 3, the third Rice crispy Man called Pop, uh, the Not-So-Scouse Scouser, the long-running Mario Smario champion, and soon-to-be season winner of the Cross Players Fancy Critic. It is going to happen. Uh, the man with the flan, it's me, Dan. Hi, guys. You okay? You well? You all well? You okay? Very good. Very good. It's been a while. It's been a while. Let's, uh, let's keep the spirit of Lewis going. What are we all drinking? <laughs> I, I have a, a little Heine Zero. Heine? Heine. A little Heine. <laughs> tight little Heine. That. Oh, oh little. God. Okay. Moving on, Ben. <laughs> uh, I have a water or agua. 
as they say. Agua. Yeah. Bit abroad, have we? Vasa. God's juice. Yep. Nice. Uh, Ethan, what have you got? Uh, I've just got a cup of tea. I'm not. Cheers. In the, uh, Looks like it's um, bear mug. It. Cheers. It's blurred out then, like the uh, we'll get onto it in a minute, but like mm. on the indie direct, you know, pretty much any brand was just blurred mm. out by Nintendo. They were like, No, it's one not of the developers wore like Obey shirt to work on the wrong day or something. Like that. That's it. And lads, for me, first day of the year mm. that we've had a nice little bit of weather in the north, so it's the Tory oh, yeah. lemonade. Oh, oh, some limonata. Nice. Mm. Refreshing. Oh, that tastes like summer. What's the sugar? And it's lukewarm. Sugar content like in it there. Anyway, we are the cross players, and we're now <laughs> going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved video games. If you would like to support us, please give the podcast a sub on the service you're using. Uh, alternatively, come over to the Discord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Well, loads of people there. Loads of people talking about pretty much every sort, sort of game you can think of. Uh, you can find the link through. Come on, Ben. Give the link. Uh, to the Discord. Yes. I was listening. That's what I said. Uh, go to thecrossplayers.com and there's loads of links there. You better be ready for the participation use, later, by the way, because you're getting you involved. Yeah, uh, you're getting involved as well. Alternatively, you can go to patreon.com and you can spend as little as £2 to join our WhatsApp group, um, which we're all a part of, which is fun mm. and chaotic. Anyway, let's jump into the news. Well... Haven't we got news this week, uh, finally, because it's been months before we've actually had anything to talk about gaming related. There was an Indie Direct this week. It was an Indie Direct. Direct. What was it called? Indie World. Indie, indie World. World. Indie World Showcase. Sorry, I keep on forgetting the terminology for these things, which I should research. Uh, we had a hell of a lot of games. Just as a general temperature check, Ethan, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's decent. I watched half of it on the train and then... Watch the rest of it before. So <laughs> on a bus, yes, uh, on a bus, on a train, anywhere you can game with Nintendo Switch available now at um, at, at, at shops. Really, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, some some interesting games. Quite a few available today. Uh, a few we'll that talk about them. Dates, we'll talk about them. Yeah. Temp- temperature check, Alex. What about you? Less shape than Nintendo? I expected it to be. That's okay. That's a solid three out of five from Alex. Ben. Yeah, that's my temperature. Four out of five from Ben. No, three, three. <laughs> I would say three. Yeah, three. Four is more of a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what's five? <laughs> Bosh. Um, I'd probably give it a solid zero out of five because Whoa. I was just nothing on that indie director. Really Not the little to the left DLC. <laughs> really it's really got cupboards. It's no. got cupboards, cupboards now. <laughs> yeah. Um, not really any. Even Oxenfree 2, I just don't like the... The style seemed to have changed a little bit in the mm. animation. I was like, mm, a bit let down by it. So, we got Minico's Night Market. Nah. Nights and, yeah, bikes, we just, uh, Nights and Bike style visuals, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did look alright. Reminded me of that a bit. A little bit Moonlighter-ish, uh, maybe, Dan. You might like it. You know, got to go out, bit. get some bits and bobs to sell at the weekly Night Market. Ed Cats. Mm. Everything don't get had me, cats. cats. Don't, get I'm looking at the video now. don't get me started on cats. I okay. love, I grew up with cats. I love cats. And then I watched this and now I hate cats. This whole Okay, calm song. down, Kurt Zuma. Uh, my time at Sandrock was the next <laughs> one. So the follow-up to the developer, Panthea Games, well received. My time at Porsche, 
I remember Mike saying that was a load of wank at the time, so I can't imagine. Hopefully, they've improved on it. It's just more wank. More. <laughs> okay. Next one, plate up, which was just again. Oh. What What are they doing? Putting clones of games on a an actual showcase? It just seemed very very silly. That game's uh, published by Yogs the Yogs Cast. Did you see that? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. Get, I think they've they've done stuff with like Humble Biff, Humble Bundle, and all, and they've done like loads of charity stuff, and they've done loads, and they've been around for forever. So, yeah, but it's published by them. But mm. I'm I'm surprised that um, the Overcooked people hadn't thought because yeah. they haven't done um, they haven't done like the restaurant aspect of it where you can like customize and build your own restaurant around the kitchen. I know it's mm. like a stage by stage thing, but at least that's like an interesting part to add to it because I thought that was quite quite cool. Um, it but was, but then they haven't done that before on themselves. It's still the same kind of game, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I know there's been a couple of clones that have came out, but for the fact this one got a load of, I don't know, free. Well, not, maybe not free, but a load of publicity. Just felt a little bit harsh. Mm. But it, anyway, it has been on Switch for, um, on Steam for a while. It has been in early access on Steam for quite a wee while, so it's not like it's new either. Mm. Got a Steam Deck, have we? Uh, the next game, Quilts and Cats of Coleco, uh, is an adaptation of acclaimed tile-laying board game, Coleco, or Coleso, I don't even know what, but Calico. Uh, Calico, thank you. I'd probably like the underlying game of this if you took the cat away, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the, 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 the game itself reminded me a bit of, like, Dorf Romantic in that whole yeah. way as you're, as you're, like, laying the tiles and it all out and I'm like that match the pattern to do that quite calm and relaxing then a fucking cat's coming towards you I'm like I don't want the cat to come towards me I just want to play the puzzle game thanks very much he just wants a bog standard no colours involved puzzle game on his Xbox that's all Alex wants uh, Rift of the Necrodancer this looked alright so announced last August Rift of the Necrodancer is a standalone rhythm game set in the same universe as the acclaimed Crypt of the Necrodancer Anybody play that previous game? No. We played, played a bits. bit of Cadence of Hyrule, but not the original mm. Crypt. The, uh, the movement in that game frustrates me, to be honest, so I think this one would be more... Because it's more like Guitar Hero style, isn't it? With the three... Uh, yeah. With the lanes. But I think it looks I think it looks fun. Definitely. Yeah, animation look cool. Yeah, animation look cool. Uh, animal Well. It, what were we going to say? I was like? just going to say, but the, the one thing I felt like watching it, I'm like, I don't want to play this on a console. I want to play it in VR. Animal Well is a pixel art Metroidvania from Mark's already getting hard from developer Shared Memories that sees players exploring a surreal and dangerous labyrinthine labyrinthine? Never seen that word before. Filled with secrets and animals. There we go, more animals for you, Alex. At least it wasn't just cats. No, loads of them. just cats. This is the uh, first one published by Donkey's publishing label, isn't it, Ike? Yeah. He did a good job as well, I think, with the uh, like little introductory video. Because like most of the time, I know he's like known for his personality, but the most of the time when the developers or whatever are introducing the game, they kind of just talk into the camera, and it's pretty boring to the yeah. point where is it even needed? Um, but his was quite funny. He did like a little thing where he was like pissing about in the background. Mm. So. It was quite a nice uh, like counterbalance to the whiny, irritating people who did the voiceovers throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Kit and Chris nice of v- V2.0. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Andy and Amanda or whatever they were called. Just yeah. like... They were insufferable. Oh, <laughs> why, why Nintendo I, playing it
I feel like the they they write the the jokes and stuff like purposely shit though, don't they? But well, yeah, then, like I guess like who are you trying to like? Because there's 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 a, there's a sanctity to a shit joke, but then there's just a shit joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like we all tell shit jokes. It's kind of what we do. But at the same time, speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, like yeah, who's who's that for? Who's the who are all those puns for? It's not funny. <laughs> ben has spoken. It's not. Funny. I have spoken. Yeah. That that animal well is got three different release dates depending on where you look. Um, so I don't know when that's coming out, but it looks good. I like the um, the, like the scan lines, the vi- the visual style of it looks quite interesting, and it lo- all looks like it's mm. underground being in a well. So I'm um, quite it's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm games and wells. By that. Top I'm ten well games in wells. <laughs> You well up for it? You're not overwhelmed. That see, that should have been in the show. That was better than most of their punts. Uh, They could have given it some willy. Oh god! Okay. (laughs) Always. Crime O'Clock developer Bad Seeds. Crime O'Clock is a time-traveling point-and-click style escapade in which players attempt to prevent crimes before they happen by scouring large, evolving maps for clues. I thought this looked quite cool. I liked the style of it. I thought the whole... Yeah, it looked all right. I thought it looked decent. This is one of the highlights of this for me, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, the, the no. rewinding time thing and altering the different timelines. That's quite interesting. I didn't really like the visuals, though, to be honest. I must say. The black, white, it's, just like, it's just like white, black and white, wasn't it? A little bit, and you pop the colour into it. It reminded yeah. me of a Where's Wally book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit. I was yeah. just like scouring it for mm-hmm. hidden things uh one that seems to be very popular tesla grad 2 a sequel to developer rain games is well-received physics-based puzzler from 2013 that's a while in it tesla grad 2 offers another blast of puzzly platform action where players in the role of a young tesla mancer named lumina must harness electromagnetic power to overcome challenges and defeat mighty creatures they explore a wild untamed land that's a long sentence nintendo uh not alright. I thought it looked decent. I'd never heard of the first one, but I'd probably play no, these same. games now. I thought they looked pretty decent. I like that kind of game. A good wee platform puzzler. My kind of game. It's come out as a as a double pack as well, hasn't it? With the yeah. re- is it a remastered version of the original? Remastered, so yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Max nice. is pretty excited about that one, and he knows his knows his stuff about. E- e- even Mark scrolls. Hammond was positive about the first game, so that's must be decent. Yeah, oh, the DL. It's out today, that as well, isn't it? Did you yep. say that? So, yeah. Uh, <coughs> yes. So I think it was immediate. Yeah, launches today. Enhanced, remastered version as well. Mm. Shadows over loathing. Uh, the follow-up to a developer Asymmetrics 2017 Wild West stick adventure comedy West of Loathing sends players on a knockabout open-world adventure to find out Uncle Murray, an investigation that soon takes soon takes a turn with the discovery of a shadowy plot of distinctly eldritch origins threatening to bring about the end of the world. And that's coming in, in autumn. I didn't really like West of Loathing. Oh, did you Quite, play I th- it? I think, yeah, I did. Oh. Only for a bit. <laughs> but, um, everyone's like, you really like humour. And I played it, I was just like, mm, not really. Not oh, really that's my true. thing, but... Yeah, so I, I, I never played the humor it. in the uh, in the trailer didn't really hit for me for the mm. for the new one. 
but the the I remember the original didn't that come was like one of the games that I remember being the first to come to like Switch mm, on the eShop because quite a lot of people yeah, it was quite early. Uh, yeah. 2018, so mm. not straight away, but I do remember quite a few people picking it up. But yeah, yeah, I I bought it. I've never got around to it, but this this is my pick of the show. I thought this looked really oh, good, okay. and the humour connected for me. I I had a little a little chuckle at a couple of the things in there. Sure. So um, I you are fiercely middle aged, though, aren't you? I am fiercely middle aged, and no, none of your colours. I just like, I just like to see a nice black and white screen like the old days. If I could play that on a twelve-inch black and white monitor, I'll be happy. Twelve-inch, a talk big spender back in the day. Yeah. I know, yeah, bloody hell. Middle Got a wallet, have we? Um, <laughs> Blasphemous Two. Eighteen months after developer the Game Kitchen announced it was working on a sequel to its gorgeous gothic action platformer Blasphemous, a first trailer has been revealed. And it's coming to Switch this summer. Um, this looked cool. You were a fan of the first one, weren't you, Ben? No, I never played it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Got that one wrong. Yeah. Uh, did anyone anyone here play it? I've bought it. I've never actually started playing it. Yeah, I... I okay. Oh, yeah, that, of course. Well. Yeah. I've never played oh, Blasphemous, yeah. so it might be, one for, uh, might be one for Steam Deck, to be honest, with the uh, Switch tax on eShop. But, uh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Uh, that reminds me, actually, Shadows over loathing has been on steam for a while i think and it's got right very okay. high high scores on that if that makes a difference to they, they have a, a unique way of being able to make games feel like they've just come into switch do you know yeah. what i think like when you yeah. watch the, like oh, yeah. the way it's branded and all that they kind of make the games feel like made for nintendo don't they yeah. so i suppose it's kind of trying shit about the developer introductions but i suppose that kind of plays into it as well if they've gone through the trouble of doing like videos packages for it and all that I think you kind of you were trained into assuming that anything shown on these kind of showcases or directs or any of the PlayStation ones, like that, they're all exclusive or they're all timed in some way. Yeah. But Nintendo just don't say anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, just assume this is going to be your game. Um, it was the same with Hollow Knight back in the day, wasn't it? That was really, it, was. <laughs> it had already been on PC for like a year yeah. or something. And you were like, oh, this is an amazing thing that's just come out today. And everyone bummed off it. It's amazing. Yeah. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. It's been a long old wait for Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, but developer Night School Studio has finally confirmed it will be launching on the 12th of July. I got through, I think, about 75-80% of the first one and enjoyed some of it. I thought it was fine. It wasn't didn't blow me away in any sort of way. Um I didn't like the change in art style for this one. I think I mentioned that to you guys before, but mm. Um, again, like I said, I, I don't know if anybody has played the original. I have. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think I played okay. it all. What? Maybe it wasn't last year. It was maybe the year before. Because I think a few of us played it around the same time. Um, it was good. I liked mm. it. But I, I've not been sitting going, oh, I can't wait for the next one. It's not been one I've been really looking forward to. And I'll I'll play it on my phone probably on Netflix because I mean Netflix game and all that might as well give it a shot but I'm not sitting here going oh I can't wait to play it but it looks alright yeah we did a I don't know if you remember we did a episode when we were all supposed to pick our feel good games this is a while ago <laughs> Lewis's pick was oxen free <laughs> so it's, hey it's fun fun time Lewis yeah uh, that just reminded me of that but yeah I, th- I thought the original was cool but um, yeah I'm not particularly eager to get 
my hands on this one. It's interesting that it's a mm. Netflix published game now. You know, that's an interesting kink in the story, but yeah. yeah. See what the reviews are like. Yeah. See where, where it lands. Okay. Um, we're getting DLC for Call of the Lamb, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, and A Little to the Left. Call of the Lamb, happy about that. That'll be cool. That looks um, good. Yeah, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, not too sure on. I've not played it. I've played, um, I've, not played a little. I've played Shovel Knight. I bought that on the Switch when it came mm. out. It's a decent puzzle game, but I fell off it. I really should probably go back, give it another go, because it is very good at what it does. When you when you get into that game, that's like, is it in like? Because when I was watching the gameplay, I don't know if it's just because it was going too fast, but like, I, I think the visuals look really nice. But I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like it was just kind of like a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot. It, it did I mean? just jump between it. It didn't move as fast as that. I think it was the way they showed it in the presentation. Whereas yeah. your you're very much you're doing one set of the puzzle and then you go out you've got all the different bits to go and unlock your different abilities and change your characters and stuff like that so they did just kind of fire through it a bit faster than it actually goes that does yeah. look nice mm. so that's it that's everything we've got um any particular highlights alex what are you thinking you're going to pick up anything on that brick that you use to prop up doors in the house what what are you going to get no well the only other one that's not on this list that i did take note of was brutato because that it's good to see uh, that come okay. to console because i think that's been quite a big game on steam because it is your kind of vampire survivor type game mm, but it's uh, your uh, kind of gun wielding potato um but it's just and I, I i do remember when we all started talking about vampire survivors i'm sure sean one of our patrons was very much a big advocate of Brotato over Vampire Survivors, he says it was a better game than that. So to see that coming to Switch is probably going to do quite well when you don't get Vampire Survivors on Switch at the minute, so it's probably quite a good market for it to come out on. So I think that was probably nice to see that come in. That's cool. Was that part of the sizzle reel at the end? It was in the sizzle reel at the end, yeah. So oh, was okay. that, um, was it Bomb Rush Cyberfunk as well? That got yeah. in a, I can't remember what the release date, but I think it was August. I might be wrong. I think it was August. That's sadly another one of those games for me. In that, in that footage, it looked a bit rough. And I want that mm. game to look as nice as possible. So I know it, it might be a bit of a ivory tower statement um, if you only have one platform. But I think if, if you've got another console to play it on, like <coughs> it, it, that's not just on Switch, is it? I don't think so. Yeah, like that's what they they lead us to believe that it is on Switch. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't even know what what is and is an exclusive at this point. But um, yeah, I think it looked a bit choppy in this in the sizzle reel. Um, So I think I'd play that on a on a different platform because you want it to be smooth and like you want the the graphics to pop, don't you, on that game? So Mm. and achievements or trophies. Yeah. Speaking of trophies, uh, moving can on I, from the chat, uh, chat in, in, scenario as well. Sorry, there's, there's a sizzle reel at the end. I just, if I just, you just fucking ruin my segue, I'm the segue king. You've just come sorry. in halfway through that segue. Yeah, well, I swivel on segue on this shit because you, 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 you didn't make a full note of the Jesus fucking Christ. games. I'm sure going to go to the toilet. Uh, charts of scenario that looks good, by the way. If you uh, if you actually want to know what games are actually being shown. Speaking of games being, it doesn't work. Ruined it doesn't it. work. Absolutely. It's gone now. It's ruined it. Absolutely fucked it. Sorry. Uh, Q1 PC and console game sales down 11% across Europe, according to European monthly charts. But console sales spike over 40% on the back of PlayStation 5. 
So on GameIndustry.biz, uh, they're talking about the uh, the spike in console sales for PlayStation 5s now that they are widely accessible. But sadly, the same hasn't happened for pretty much most of their rivals. So 13.6 million PC and console games were sold in March across Europe, a slight drop of 4% compared with the same period in 2022. That means for the first quarter of the year, 39 million games have sold, which is a drop of 11% over last year. Um, I can't remember the releases in 2022. I think there's a completely obvious one that's just not there, which is Elden which Ring. Is, yeah, yeah. So Elden Ring's the one that probably would have propped up. What month did that come out? February. Yeah, okay. So Hogwarts Legacy is comfortably the best-selling game of the quarter and is the fastest-selling game in Europe outside of the FIFA franchise since the GSD start, uh, chart started in 2017. Despite this, the last year featured a large number of big releases, including Elden Ring, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Arceus, Arceus Horizon Forbidden West, and Gran Turismo 7. Um, PS5 sales con- continued to surge, so console hardware, sale- hardware sales were up 67% to 570,000 units sold across selected European countries during March, driven by huge sales for PS5. Uh, I think as an interesting stat, in comparison, PS5 leads the market with a 369% year-on-year sales rise, followed by the Switch, which is down by 18%, and then the Xbox Series S and X, which is down by 10% as well. Yikes. That is massive in terms of volume and i think that's very similar to what happened with the ps4 early on it just blew everything out of the water when it became accessible it seems to be a really solid like keep people starved of consoles expect touts to scalp them and and keep hold of them for a little bit longer throw in a cheeky price increase people love that that fucking (laughs) price increase that people had they lap that up oh brilliant and then somehow completely outsell the market but yeah, I think we were talking about this offline and we said Hogwarts and the, the marketing around it was pretty much all PlayStation um, focused, so that's probably the reason for it. I th- we, I, do you think there's anything I th- going on? I think it's as much to do with availability as anything as well, though, because at this time yeah, yeah. last year, you just you still couldn't get a PlayStation. <clears throat> so it has, whereas Xboxes became available a bit more readily a bit sooner, PlayStations have probably taken what to maybe the last couple of months of last year before you could really go anywhere and just get one. And even then, it was still probably wasn't that easy. But it's it, it completely I expect now for that to happen, and it doesn't surprise me at all. They've had Ragnarok come out, which would have driven it as well over Christmas and yeah. into Q1. So makes sense and fair play to them. So I've got the European GSD March 2023 Top 10, which is digital and physical. And that data includes pretty much everything from, from every provider, every console, everything you can think of. So top ten, guess a game of one each. of March. Of March, Resident Evil Four. That is first. Well done, Ben. You've won the game. Everyone, go to bed. Alex, <laughs> what are you guessing? I would have still said Hogwarts. Probably would have. Yeah. Hogwarts yeah. is second. Ethan, you can't do any better than that, mate. Come on, what are you saying? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's got to be. That eight. is not on there. Number 10. Number 10, surely. Not on there. Maybe a bit soon, because the sales of all the Mario games have gone up, haven't they, since the film came out? But if it's yeah. for March, then maybe not. I, a bit early. Never mind. So, number 10, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Siege. <laughs> I don't know how that's a uh, number nine NBA 2K23 uh, number eight FIFA uh, sorry F122 number seven WWE 2K23 number six Red Dead Redemption 2 surprising 
Number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, number four, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number three, FIFA 23, then Hogwarts Legacy and Resident Evil 4. That what? is Is that insane. globally or just in Europe, did you say? Globally. So, G- where, no, sorry, GSD is Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, everywhere in Europe. Everywhere in Europe. No, no US, no North America. God, that is a terrible selection of games. <laughs> FIFA at three. Jesus Christ. I know yeah. FIFA, but to be fair, I'm surprised FIFA's not number one. Because really, that should outsell anything. I think. Mm. Um, Switch sales then, and Xbox sales. Do we think there's anything to be concerned about compared to where they were last year? There's not really a lot of games no. coming out for either at the moment. So a lot to be fucking right. concerned about at Xbox. But me and Tyler will cover that. <laughs> but oh, will you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, PS5 is just the most desirable console at the moment. Basically, isn't it? It's. The own, it's arguably the only desirable console. If you think most people in the world have probably got a Switch by now, um, Xbox. There's, there's literally there's no reason to get an Xbox if you're in the market for a new console. It's kind of a no-brainer. And now that PlayStation are bolstering it with their online service as well, which it's shitting all over Game Pass at the moment. It's like hard to. Well, it, I mean, the, the games they're putting on it are more impressive than the Game Pass games that we're getting now. Even though they're yeah, but older. They're, they're, they're games like, that are already been on Game Pass or are on Game Pass. Yeah, but you've got like new stuff coming up. Like you mentioned Humanity is one that's Yeah, it's nice to been, see a couple of you know, day one stuff coming. So but they're taking it seriously. Um, that coupled with having some actual games of their own as well. And they haven't even announced what's coming up beyond Spider-Man 2. It's like, what? Hmm. Okay. If they can just now play their hand and just go, oh, yeah. we've also got this two or three games coming out for the rest of the year. I mean, it's yeah, smashing it. And the, yeah, re- just released an amazing peripheral as well. So, it's fantastic. I I, I don't think you'll it get another two or three games for this year. Have you used it once? It's interesting what you were talking about with the uh, marketing exclusivity on Hogwarts Legacy, like. Hmm. maybe Xbox need to get I'm not saying that they don't do that but maybe Xbox need to start getting back into that given the fact that they don't have their own uh, they don't well, have they many will, of their own they? offerings well, um, they, no, they, they need to get their now. own offerings that's what they need yeah, to do yeah well they need to get their own offerings but like that that whole because it is a good point that you make it's every every like it was like Destiny was the was the one that comes to mind yep. isn't it with that um, but yeah, with every Harry Potter trailer, it's got the PlayStation logo. Um, hmm. Although we are starting to see Starfield on the side of LucasAid bottles, folks. So keep your eyes out for those. <laughs> trust me, it's coming it's, back. It's, coming back. Yeah, it's definitely a pivotal. It's going to be. It's yeah. a p- pivotal six months for the Xbox. If if the next six months don't pick up very quickly, then they are. I mean, I, I'd be great. I'd be worried if I was. If I was at Xbox, because I mean, Starfield's <coughs> probably my most anticipated game apart from Zelda, and I'm gonna, mm. I'm sure it's gonna be a great game. But I would not be, I'd be worried if, if that's the game that that's like that you're betting on because there's, n- I mean, I don't think there's a world where that game can come out and there's no like bugs or hiccups or whatever just based on Bethesda's like track record. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because, well, it's a bad thing, but like obviously with the nature of the type of game it is that's just what you like you expect like the odd technical issue here and there but mm. if it's any if there's any like 
slight semblance of fuck up in that launch, there's like everyone's just gonna go mad. Um, so fingers crossed for them. But yeah, I'd be worried if I was like a Microsoft exec betting on that game coming up because you want something that's that's gonna come out and be completely flawless, don't you? I'm not betting yeah. on that. Coop- Sorry, on you go. No, no, I was going to say, Luke Cooper in the chat said, can imagine, it's probably to you anyway, can imagine a £179 Series S in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I I, I can see that. Um, but I think the biggest issue, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best not to just go down my rabbit hole, but Pardon? the sooner this fucking Activision deal is over, the better, because I'm so fed up listening to all of it. It's just polluted the whole landscape of gaming. It's made everything far more vile. It just needs done. We need to forget about it and we need to move on and get back to just making and playing fucking games. Yeah, agreed. Stop talking about them. Just play them. Yeah, stop talking about them. Let's play them. Speaking of playing games, uh, this is the the silly story of the week. So Elden Ring streamer beats the entire game with their mind. Uh, So this is over on gamesradar.com and it said yes. I've just done it as well. Oh, Great, great enemy felt. Do you know what game I've just beat as well? Life. Starfield 2. Nice. (laughs) Over on GamesRadar.com, yes, they report that streamer Perry Carroll uh, had beaten Melania using nothing but their mind, using a brain imaging device to monitor their brain activity and use it to play Elden Ring. Alex, if you had to beat Starfield, what what are you going to use to beat it? What's What's the most... Hilarious thing you can think of. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. What are you going to use? What am I going to use? Um... Cock ring. Anal beads. Anal beads. Ethan? What are you uh, going to be uh, Mario Kart 9 with? Maybe I'll use a... Maybe I'll use this microphone and turn the gain up and down to increase acceleration. Or maybe I'll just Ooh. use a fucking condom or something, you know, something like that. Lads, lads. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what are you using? A cock ring. A cock ring as <laughs> yeah. well. That's fine. Share cock ring. <laughs> yeah, <shit. laughs> but yeah, fair play to you. I mean, if you want to beat a game like that, uh, very interesting. Shall we pick up and play? <clears throat> Let's. pick up and play we're going to talk about one thing we picked up and one we thing we played each alex i'm going to start with you mate what have you picked up first please i picked up vampire survivors and all the dlc on steam because i think it was like five pounds for the whole package which was good and i thought are you budgeting now that's you being sensible yeah well it was more i wanted something to play in the plane i was away in a course for a couple of days and had yeah. short flight nice little vampire survivors there and back very good enjoyed Worth the five pounds with the two DLC packs and whatever else that comes with it. Good, but that's all. It's a great game. It is a great game. BAFTA game of the year. Yeah, I played a lot of that. Won the BAFTA as well, didn't it, or something? Yeah, sure did. did. Yeah. Sorry, you don't acknowledge the BAFTAs. No, that was that was what I just said. So. um, (laughs) Oh, did you? Sorry, mate. I thought I didn't hear you say BAFTA. I thought you said game of the year. BAFTA game of the year. Okay, sorry, it's the accent. That's it. Don't get me started on accents. (laughs) Even worse. Yes. Uh, Ethan, have you picked up anything this week? 
Um, not this week. I haven't been on in a while, so I suppose I could share some. Oh, I did get some uh, burger bites from Spa. <laughs> if you if you if you uh, get the battle pass, you have the uh, battle pass with access to the WhatsApp group. Then you'd you'd see that. Um, I did get um, Jedi Jedi Fallen Order in the uh, Steam okay. Spring Sale on Steam Deck. So I'm going to be having a little bang on that soon. Um, and yeah, other than that, I think. Is it going too far back to say that I picked up stuff on the eShop? That is a bit far too far back now, isn't it? On the 3DS. It's something really important. You can, you can throw it out there if it's just, 3DS. Just got, yeah, just got a bunch of bits and bobs, really. Uh, you have to add you have to add the money in amounts, don't you? Rather than adding the specific amount that you want. So I had to add like, a certain amount, and then I had like, a few quid here and there left over. So I just bought little things here and there. What'd you get? What? Go on, give us, give us a few examples. Um, I got, give I, us a flavour. I bought like, every Pokemon game that I didn't already own. Um, so I got Pokemon Gold, and I got uh, the trading card game as well. Um, nice. I think that was all I didn't have, to be fair. And then I bought the Inspired by Zion. Is it Zion or Zion? From Zion. From Nintendo Leaf. Zion. Yeah. Uh, he's been like back in Street, bring back Street Pass in 2023. So I, I upgraded my uh, Street Pass thing on the Plaza, which cost like a few quid. And then I bought some of the games on that as well, which are all shite. Um, mm. and then yeah there was a couple of other indies as well that were like a pound you know like with the leftover um, money that I had which was quite like if I, if I was uh, selling a game at that point I should have thought right what games are people trying to buy Pokemon like all the top selling games are Pokemon and all the Pokemon games are like seven ninety nine or something so I was like right I'll make my game fucking a pound one pound yeah two pound one pound fucking whatever that fucking whatever ten or minus seven ninety nine is um <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then people will buy it. So yeah, got some, got some, some, got some, got some of that. Cool, nice. Ben, what have you picked up? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay, that's fine. Should have read the notes. It's fine. Um, I have picked up a lot, so I'm going to quickly read them out. Red Dead Redemption uh, Two, Control, Dredge, Metal Gear Solid Five, Cyberpunk, uh, Fallout Four, Midnight Suns, Last of Us Part One, and Vampire Survivors all on the deck. Um, because now I am not limited spending console cash and I get stupidly cheap deals for pretty much all those games. It's been a no-brainer to pick them all up. Um, and I'm going to talk about the game that I also picked up as well in those sales. So I think all in for all those games, I've spent like 90 quid, which is ridiculous. And I think most of that was spent on The Last of Us Part 1. So there you go. Doesn't so uh, Alex, it's all right at the moment. So it's had a couple of patches, yeah, so it seems to be there, okay. But there. it's still not a PlayStation Five, as Greg Miller will say. Yeah, we'll charge you more, and you can't even play it. You can't even play it. Uh, no, see, you're a fan now, <laughs> Alex. You've been playing Tron Legacy. Let's talk about that. I have been playing Tron Legacy. So this was another lovely <clears> flight <throat> game because it's a perfect length for a decent sized flight. Decent size, decent length doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. But it's so. Move on. Tron Legacy is it's basically a visual novel, kind of interactive visual novel with a puzzle element to it. So, based in the Tron world, you're this investigator trying to work out, solve a crime, what's going on in this building. You're interacting with all different characters to find out, kind of piecing the puzzles together. And what each of the decisions that you're making kind of progresses the branches out in terms of how the story goes but it's very 
blatant in telling you what decisions have impacted what things, which I really liked about it. Whereas some other games, like, oh, they will remember that. Whereas this says, oh, because you chose this, then this is the option you now have here. And it's very blatant in that and telling you what's impacted it for your other playthroughs. And each playthrough is only about two and a half hours. Which for this type of game, I think is ideal. You don't want something like that where you maybe want to do it three or four times to get all the different endings and it's like 10, 15 hours of time. You're like, you're just not going to do it. Not when this type of game. Well, I certainly wouldn't and imagine quite a lot of people would. Wouldn't, but it played really nicely. The story was done really well. It's a Bithel game, so I've really liked their previous games like um, Solitaire Conspiracy, which had Greg Miller in it and is one of the reasons why I didn't like it. Um, (laughs) Well, I did like the game. I just couldn't. He was like the main character of it and it really annoyed me. Um and Thomas was alone was like their kind of one their first game. Um so it kinda of builds on some of the puzzling in Solitaire Conspiracy. When you when you see the puzzle element to the game, it's basically like you have all these little tiles and you need to basically match them off. It's like match two, but there's like layers and layers on top of it in terms of what you can do. And essentially the puzzle's there to unlock like the Tron, like the discs, you know how in Tron they all have a disc. So your trouser was to like defrag the disc to get their memories back. So that's how it builds into okay. the story. But it's it's really pretty, but it's all kind of, it, it is just all still pictures. It is like a novel in terms of there's some like almost animated sections, but not really animated, but the art style is really nice. It's got the that music you would expect from Tron, that kind of electro 80s type soundtrack. Um, and it surprised me. I didn't expect to like it as much for being a visual novel. It gave me kind of Citizen Sleeper vibes from which was one of my favorite mm. games from last year. Um, but nowhere near as long. I liked. I think the length was a big tick for me here with this one. So good. I would highly recommend it. I played it on the Steam Deck. Ran beautifully as well. So it's good. Definitely gonna get that. I think you'd like good. it. Good. Have you have you played um, Subsurface Circular, the Biffle no. game? I, That's, I haven't that. played you'd, that one. I'll pick that one you'd, up. You'd like, you'd like that, yeah. Around the sounds of it, it's like um, that's like a narrative V one, but that's another Bithel game that's like a few hours. It's really good. Groovy, cool. Ben, what have you been playing, mate? Um, oh, you you read Alex's one out. You didn't read mine. Um, I've been no, playing. It's a difficult word. Uh, yes. Signs of the Sojourner or Sojourner. Mm. Never quite sure where to put the emphasis in that word. Sojourner, 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 sojourner. Yeah, I've been playing that anyway. Um, how to describe it? It's a strange one. It's sort of a uh, like a narrative game, but with a kind of deck building mechanic, and you're having uh, conversations with people. By using cards, so you have to kind of match, almost like dominoes, you have to match the, you know, the the last uh, symbol on their card has to match the first mm. symbol on your card, so that the conversation can flow to a happy conclusion. And obviously, if you can't find a way to make it match up, you, it, you kind of fail that. There's no real failure, but like, you might be traveling around trying to pick up items that you can then take back to your town uh, and if you fail a certain conversation then you won't get that item for example it's it's really odd but it's got a um it, it took me a while to get into i kind of I played it for an hour one night and just thought do you know what this just 
this is just arty farty bollocks for the sake of it. Um, but then for some reason, I decided to pick it up again the next evening, and it really clicked with me. Because um, obviously, I like card games anyway. But this is just, it's got a really nice like vibe to it. Really nice presentation. Um, great music. The writing's cool. Uh, I think it's pretty short as well. I haven't quite finished it yet. But you basically, you play as a character and you're traveling around gathering stuff that you can then sell back at your shop, back in your hometown. Um, and I think it's probably post-apocalyptic almost. It feels like you're like in a sort of a society that's trying to rebuild itself but not in like a last of us kind of everything's bleak kind of way it's just like oh people are just you know nice and friendly and just trying to get by and trading goods and things like that it's just it's, it's really interesting it's really yeah just uh I, I probably wouldn't say i love it but it's just mm. intriguing enough to stick at and makes me want to maybe you know have a couple of playthroughs to see what the different endings are and there's been certain conversations that i've that haven't gone the way that i've wanted them to where i'd like to go back and see if i can have another crack at it now that i've got my head around the mechanics a bit more but yeah it's a very cool little one where would you stack it up against the other kind of like card games that you played over the years um it's almost like i mean it wouldn't it doesn't touch like slay the spire because it and, it and it's not trying to this is a very simplified use of cards compared to something like slay the spire so um so it wouldn't it wouldn't really be a fair comparison but that does remind me i have i have been playing uh wild frost which came out last week and that is more akin to slay the spire but um i dropped off that because it's fucking hard it's really difficult <laughs> it got so, and it's just like well this is annoying so i just stopped playing it uh, and played signs of the sojourner and it's a nice little relief and very chill chill game i like that change of pace in the game mm. i like it Absolutely. ethan what have you been playing mate anything uh, relaxing I've been playing, not relaxing at all, to be honest, but I've been playing um, Ocho, I, I believe it's pronounced, O-T-X-O. Um, okay. I think it's pronounced Ocho because I saw the developers put it on his Twitter bio because <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people have the same the same uh, question. But um, that it comes out, it's out today, the 20th, so it's out now on Steam, Steam Deck, you can go and get it. I don't know when it's coming to consoles or whatever, but um, yeah, it's, it's black and white, it's basically if you've played hotline miami it's literally that's like a top down dual stick twin stick shooter um it's a roguelite um and it's literally just the sort of thing that i wanted uh after coming out of watching john wick when i came out of okay. watched it, watching the new john wick film there's a scene in that film if you've seen it, it's not it's not a spoiler but there's a top down scene in that film that the director said was they? I think IGN asked him. He was like, "Is, is it inspired? Is that inspired by Hotline Miami?" And he was mm. like, uh, "No, but it's inspired by we saw one game, um, Hong Kong Massacre, and it's mm. it was inspired by that." So, uh, and obviously, you want to just kill people when you come out of John Wick, don't you? You just want to <laughs> shooting people. Um, and there is John Wick Hex, which I think is actually a Bithle game as well. Funnily enough, um, and that that kind of. Some some of the crit I, I like that game, but some of the criticism of that game, it's kind of like more of a uh, cerebral, like slowed down hmm. uh, that go that shows like the the method to John Wick's madness. Um, whereas this is like the all out fucking, you know, in the scenes in the film where it's like you fucking 
fucking kill everyone now. Um, so yeah, it's like a roguelite. Um, the rooms, it, it, there's like 150 rooms or something, but they're not randomly. The rooms are pre-done, but they're kind of given to you in a random order, so every run's different. Um, and you, are this fella, he wakes up. Um, you've got like you put a white mask on. You wake up. The story's a bit weird. I don't really. I've not really played enough of it to. It's kind of one of those games where you, you know, like in Hades, where you kind of get a more piecemeal story as you go along. Mm. Um, but I'm not really asked about the story to be honest with you. I was just more wanting to uh, to shoot people. But um, yeah, you, you go in, uh, kick the rooms down, and then it's just uh, enemies are all on you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot of good fun. I think one of the things I noticed with it was the the enemy AI itself is. Um, like it really makes the game feel a lot more tense. The the sound the, and the sound design the developer himself did the music for it, mm. and it's like those electronic like high intensity stressful tracks while you're just killing everyone, and then as soon as you've killed a uh, as soon as you've cleared a room, you'll hear this gong once you've hit the final fellow with a shot and he, and he dies, you'll hear this gong and then it's just silence and then it's silence until he goes to the next room, and then you have like. Obviously, if shooting with your trigger, your shoulder button, if you're playing on Steam Deck like me, mm. uh, then you'll have your uh, shoulder buttons. But um, you kick the door down, and then as soon as you kick the door down, it's like boom, 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 it goes straight into the uh, into the action, and it is that it gives you that high blood pumping uh, adrenaline, and it's really good. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. So far, I've not I've not played it too much because I've only I've been playing it for a couple of days. But um, yeah, the the upgrades that you get as well, they're kind of like. Um, drinks. So you go to a, like this cocktail bar, and this fellow will pour you different liquors based on what you want, and they'll give you different benefits. You know, like as you would expect in a in a roguelike or a roguelite. Hmm. Um, but yeah, good, good fun. It it doesn't do anything. I wouldn't necessarily say it's doing anything unique, but everything it's doing, like it's extremely simple, but everything it's hmm. doing, it's doing really well, and it's very satisfying to play. And um, I think the one thing for me was the intelligence of the of the enemies like the enemies are fucking on you they don't give you a chance to breathe like as soon as you kick down the door if you shoot they'll and they hear it they'll come running um so you've really got to kind of get on it and you can slow down as well like max pain you can go into like a focus mode which allows you to dodge bullet fire and stuff like that so yeah if you're after something that's kind of like um after watching john wick if you're after something that kind of scratched that itch then i think this might do it for you cool i'm I'm kind of written off at first on, I'm, I'm sure one of us played this at EGX because it was on. It was, it was in the super rare booth because um, mm. I was playing the one with the gecko. Uh, remember the little gecko yeah. that was wandering around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they had another. They, there was a big a, one in the PlayStation which was kind of yeah. similar. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. It's I, it's a good it's good that you mentioned that to be honest because I forgot to say it is it's a super original. So um, I think they're they're on they're on a pretty good run at the minute. Um, if they keep putting mm. games out like this, they've got. It's gonna build that sort of seal of approval type type thing. I don't know mm. why I did it like that, but you know what I mean. Seal of approval. Yes. Um, but yeah, I didn't play AGX, but uh, good good fun. I don't actually know how much it is to be honest. Um, but yeah. Oh dear, he did a seal noise. Sorry, it made us laugh. Like, I um, Oh right. Cool. That's good. Yeah, I think I was, I was going to say like I kind of wrote that off at first when I saw it and just went, oh yeah, Hotline Miami clone. But if you're saying it's good, is the soundtrack decent on it? Yeah, um, it's just like your electric, like what you would expect from 
a high okay. stress like like a situation. katana zero sort of exactly yeah, yeah. exactly the, the sound design itself is is satisfying like it's very minimalist until you get into the room so in between mm. rooms if you go into your sort of foyer area where you're buying your drinks you can buy new upgra- upgrades and sort of get better and better piecemeal but like the footsteps and like opening doors and stuff it's very minimalist and then when it hits it hits and it works well because it makes it increases the stress around it and makes it more like um and get and, and, and feeds into the gameplay so mm. yeah i'd recommend it cool is it, did you say it's a roguelike or is it it's a rogue light so oh, okay. it's yeah you, know, you, you basically you, you basically got to clear like a certain amount of rooms to find your girlfriend or whatever or your wife or whoever it is in this in the center mm. um and it's like a stage by stage each stage you'll have like a certain amount of uh guys in it that you've got to kill and you can take the guns and you can uh you've got to keep stealing people's guns to reload uh, and the upgrades come from every now and again you'll be able to have like you know like a break room where you can go and buy like your increase uh you can buy this whiskey that'll increase your uh aim and all that sort of good yeah, stuff yeah for that run um, but then you exactly, get some and then permanent when you die, stuff that carries over as well do you exactly yeah you you buy you, you import new um alcohol or import new liquors rather into it and then they will you have like a bigger pool to draw from when you go when you go for another run yeah, cool. Hopefully it comes to Switch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Or Ben buys a Steam Deck, because now he's the only one without one. Weird. Uh, I've been playing Sable on the Steam Deck. <laughs> so I'd originally bought this on the PC, but typically I bought it through the Epic Store, so I couldn't move it over without doing a load of jiggery-pokery that I couldn't be bothered with. So I picked it up for absolute buttons. I think I got it for like five quid. I'd seen it advertised and I'd seen videos about it and reviews and I was always committed to playing this game but my understanding is it's only seven hours long and the way to explain it, open world uh, exploration where it's a nice nice mix between something like Journey and Breath of the Wild where exceptionally minimalist, it doesn't hold your hand too much, it does give you a good guide of where to go to, all of that wrapped up in an absolute gorgeous japanese animation which is um is ridiculous like it skips frames purposely and it it just adds to the kind of style of it it's it's gorgeous so you play the character sable um she's going on a coming of age journey where it sounds as if like people from her tribe will go on you know massive journeys across land desert to try and discover themselves or find a way to do x y and z and the first maybe 30 40 minutes are you getting parts for a uh, like a land land cruiser, land speeder thingy, so you can go to a nearby shrine and get the ability to be able to do like a double jump, um, which you can then hold and hover. So very similar to what you do in Breath of the Wild with the, the parachute. Um, so, yeah, not going to say too much about it. I think it's one of those games that I'm going to play it first. Um, I've been chipping away maybe half an hour at a time while I've been on the train on the way home from work. And other than just being wowed at something like that playing on the steam deck um i'm just excited that it's actually quite a short game as well so i might actually finish one for the first time in absolute ages so but there we go short I've games are the forward yeah i've not played that yet either and i've and i was um i'm glad to be so that on steam deck because i think that's the shout for me as well yeah it um, runs really well how, like, how, long's your, any... how long's your commute 
to work. Uh, I'm on the bus, so I don't really want to play the Steam Deck on the bus because mm. I don't want to get robbed. And <laughs> there were, it's a long story, but my gloves got robbed at one point, and I don't want that to happen with something valuable. Uh, so, buses thirty minutes, then the train is about forty minutes to oh, right. forty-five. It's interesting how the length of your commute dictates the sort of genre of game that you're playing, isn't it? Because I, like, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't even see my Steam Deck as a portable console. To be honest with you, like, fuck taking that in my bag. Like this, this, this Switch <laughs> is, um, this, like, it, it's basically what the Wii U concept trailer is, where you can play it on the toilet. Realized, um, because I wouldn't, yeah. ta- I don't really, unless I was going on like a flight or something, I wouldn't really take my Steam Deck out on me. But yeah, my, my oh. train, my train rides only like. 15 minutes so i just take my 3ds and have it in my jacket pocket and then just like flip it open for a little gaming session and smack it back yeah, up that's just you mate that's just you in a nutshell like i if i i'm committed to that deck whenever i'm on a train i get it out i've got my ipad there i've got a steam deck put my airpods in hook the bluetooth and then maybe play it for like 30 minutes but robbed. i've got yeah i don't want to rock not on the train the train's fine um the train's fine alex uh not in first class so then <laughs> Yeah, well, I've got a trip to London tomorrow, so I've probably got a couple of hours on the way there, a couple of hours on the way back, do a bit of work on the way there, maybe a little bit on the way back, and then play a little bit more of this and try and chip away at it. So it's good. Commute, it's good. Um, Should we do something new? Yeah. Should we do something a little bit risque? Yeah. Yeah, so the next two sections are all about you, Ethan, as our guest. Oh, yes. This is is my favourite part. So we're going to go into something called The Vault first, which I'm going to play the intro to, and then we're going to talk around it. Ben and I have got a little bit of an intro spiel, just to keep you excited, keep you wet your whistle a little bit, so to speak. So uh, should we play The Vault? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Come on, bit of enthusiasm, guys. Can we play yeah. The Vault? Yes. yes. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Come on, Jesus, wet. Come on. Oh, and Welcome back to The Vault, where we put our guest games to the ultimate test. Uh, that's right, Dan. <laughs> guests are in for a... This is written by AI, by the way. Uh, our guests are in for a real challenge as they pitch their favourite games to us. But here's the catch. Only one game can make it into the coveted TCP Vault, while the other gets sadly tossed... We've all been there. ...into the dreaded bin. Sadly tossed. It's like a band name. It's like gaming survival of the fittest, Ben. <laughs> Our guests will have to bring their A game and convince us why their pick deserves a spot in the elusive vault. And we won't go easy on them. We'll be grilling our guests with tough questions, all with our signature cross players charm. because <laughs> it's written by AI. It doesn't mean you have to say it like that. Wonderbar. So let's get ready to rumble and see which games rise to the top in... The Vault. Ethan, Hunt. Yes. So we've asked you for two games, so you're going to have to tell us those. We want to film, uh, which we'll get to. We want to snack, we want to drink, and we want to do all this in 15 minutes. Capiche? Capiche. So game number one, what game is it? Well, I've got four here. No, uh, I've got, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Half-Life. Two. Oh, Life two. Okay, hold that thought before we start championing Half Life two. And what is game number two, please? Uh, it is actually genuinely. I've got three here, so I was just left picking the one. 
until this moment came. I'm going to go for... I've got to go for it. It's the easy choice, but it's the first game, hopefully. Maybe there's two going in the vault. It's got to be Breath of the Wild. Oh, this is going to be painful for Alex. Okay, so you've got, let's call it three to four minutes to kind of justify Half-Life 2 going in the vault. Go. Half-Life 2 is, in my opinion, still the best first-person shooter. Certainly the best um, single-player first-person shooter game. Um, and, in my opinion, the best first-person shooter game ever. Um, still. If, uh, after all these years, nearly 20 years. 2004, so nearly 20 years. Um, in terms of like linear first-person storytelling, Half-Life, the original game, innovated. Um it, it, it was like a 17 hour game where you're going through halls all this shit's happening around you you felt like you were in a film there was scripted mm. things bashing through the walls enemies coming at you um, scientists getting ripped apart as you walked past and it felt like holy shit all this stuff's happening around me and it didn't feel like it was programmed um, and Half-Life 2 just took that idea, took it into a big open space, innovated with uh, all the technical aspects um, some of the character animations like the character facial animations on that um, still look better than games that are coming out today in my opinion, um, if you look at like the uh, Alex Vance like, the companion, the way she the, the way she talks, like her facial animations, it still looks better than most games in my opinion um, and I just think there's so many set pieces in that game that I'll never like forget like escaping from City 17 on the hover uh, the hovercraft thing over the lake, the fucking combine soldiers are coming, and all the enemies as well. The, the actual game, the first person shooter gameplay itself, the variety of weaponry that you have at your disposal, the gravity gun, the the, the crowbar itself, the SMG, the pulse, the pulse cannon, uh, just incredible game. I mean, that crowbar was satisfaction personified, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't personified because yeah. it was a crowbar, but yeah, it was that uh, was incredible. I love that crowbar. Uh, have we got anything to ask about this game, Ben? No, never played it. Never played it. Oh, okay, it's not a PC guy. No, no. Too cheap, Alex. I I I I fall in Ben's category here. Although I now do own this game because I bought the whole like Portal Half Life yeah. collection on Steam for like two pound sixty three or whatever it was. So I've got it all to play, and I will now play these games eventually. I also cool. uh, I'd highly, rec- highly recommend it on Steam Deck. To be fair, if you the, the two of you, Alex and Dan, you should play it on Steam Deck. Ben, I'm on the wrong fucking podcast here. Maybe, maybe you can get the orange <laughs> box on uh, Xbox 360 or something. Do you know what I missed? The Switch <laughs> Island. <laughs> okay, speaking of Switch Island, hold that thought. Let's talk about Breath of the Wild. Go. Uh, I mean, to put it like the AI would put it. What is there to say about Breath of the Wild that hasn't already been said? Um, it just takes everything that every Zelda game's done before and just combines it into one package. And the sense of exploration, the sense of wonder, the sense of excitement that you get when you step out onto the Great Plateau for the first time in that shot that emulates the original artwork for the original Legend of Zelda game of Link overlooking Hyrule. Oh. 
it, it's 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 Shigeru Miyamoto's vision of a world within a cartridge realized all these years later, thanks to technical limitations from 1986. All these steps, all these swords swung, all these blades of grass destroyed, all these dungeons conquered, have all have all come to this moment and. Uh, I just think it's a fucking good game, to be honest, and I think <laughs> it should go in the vault. It's done, done. Right, we're done. It's in. Okay, cool. Easy. Any questions, Ben? Uh, so tell me more about this game, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no I, I mean, what? No, I think we've covered Breath of the Wild to death, haven't we? And I look forward to doing the mm, same with yeah. the sequel very soon. But. That's why I didn't want to pick it because I, f- I feel like someone's definitely going to pick it. So my other my other should I tell my other two that I was kind of toying with that I was going to no. no no yeah you can tell tell us at the end but right now I'll put it in the WhatsApp <laughs> right now we need group. To any, any battle pass owners I'll put it in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got two games. Pass, actually. Mm, we should do actually. Uh, one needs to go in the vault and one's going to go in the bin. Oh. Uh, Lewis is holding the bin for us as well because he loves bin chat. So yes, think visualize that. So easy decision for me. It's my game of the of all time, uh, Breath of the Wild. So I'm, I'm putting that in the vault. That's going to be the first game in there. It's poignant that it is, and it's two fingers up at Alex to go. Right, right. There we go. So, what, How about you? Where has this come from? Right, people seem to think I don't like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was in I think my top three games. People seem to think I don't like it. Oh, All I, 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 I could probably dig up an earlier conversation from today to find out where it's come from, Alex. Um, <laughs> yes, but... Uh, <laughs> Look at the smile. You fibber. My bigger issue is on the sequel. It's nothing to do with the original. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, Alex, which one's going in the vault? Half-Life 2, just to put the other one in the bin now. Cause you're <laughs> <laughs> Petty, I love it. Ben. Come on, oh, Ben, I mean, do the right thing. They, they both deserve a place in the vault, don't they? But uh, Breath of the Wild, second only to Elden Ring in terms of best games of all time. There we go. There we go. I, I well didn't realise that these two, my two children, were going to be fighting it out to <laughs> death. So, so I chose one for the open advance and one for the linear incredible story. So I'm mm. saddened to hear that, but I suppose it's one of my minute. Fair enough. Well, yeah, it pretty, been pretty boring choice to go into the vault first, but I might as well get the boring one over with. So it's only uphill from here, folks. It's not a bad thing. It could have been worse, mate, because if had uh, we drawn, uh, or you would have had the deciding vote if there had not been two people already Ooh. voting for Breath of the Wild. How does that work then? Because <clears throat> if there's two people voting for Breath of the Wild... But does, well, then... does Ethan not get a vote? Yeah, he gets the, the vote, but like I said, he could draw it, you but could. he gets to decide. Come on, draw it. If Come he on. wants to. If you want to pick Half-Life 2. You, you get the decided vote, so do it. What, happen, what happens if there's a draw? Then Half-Life you pick ultimately which one. So if I pick there's a draw and then I pick? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'll pick Half-Life 2 to make it a draw. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll pick Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wow, what a twist. Yeah. What a twist. <laughs> fantastic okay so let's whiz through these quick so we can get onto the quiz so film of choice what's going into the vault we're not challenging this this just goes in don't worry hot fuzz is going in the vault that's that's one that's Ooh. my uh, it's one of my all-time favorite films i can watch that film on repeat without getting bored I, I, I always think like fellowship of the ring is an incredible film all the lord of the rings films but i don't like watching them because they call they cause me anguish to what to watch it's like okay. going on a journey it's exhausting to watch whereas uh hot fuzz i can just put that on constant 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 
So my thoughts were, I'm going to be locked in this vault as well. So I need something that I can just watch forever and not get not get sick of. That's a good point. We should make that part of the premise. Ben, resident film expert. Have yep. you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Of course. Simon Pegg at mm-hmm. his finest. Nick Frost. Hilarious, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Is that AI again? Alex, have you ever seen it? No. Oh, Narp. No. Actually, I've probably seen bits of it. It's one of those films that's on ITV2 all the time, isn't it? Um, I've probably seen like half an hour. I've probably seen the whole film in like 10 minute chunks. I'm surprised you get ITV2 in Scotland. ITV2. 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 That could be a different different game. Um, Okay, snack of choice. What's going in the vault? Uh, I'm going to put olives in. Olives? Pitted or not pitted? Uh, Pitted. Preferably, my favourite olives are uh, Nocular olives. Have you ever had them? Yes. A oh, little bit of salt absolutely on. Absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, I've been a bit, been on a big olive kick recently. I've been uh, sourcing olives from a variety of different shops. And, uh, yeah, Nocular olives. <laughs> so I'll put olives in there. If you had to stuff an olive with one thing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would you uh, stuff it with? ITV chew again. Uh, yeah, uh, well, we, we've been eating um, garlic stuffed olives, which were really yeah. nice, but then it's kind Ooh. of, as Cheryl Cole once said, too much of anything can make you sick, so I think I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> with re- roasted red pepper, uh, roasted red pepper olive on that one. Lovely, lovely. See, stuffed olives, just, like, they're not as good. Even the good could be a curse. Yeah. Makes it hard to know which road to go down. <laughs> we already had the musical part. Drink of choice, what's going in? Well, I was going to go with red wine, but then I feel like with olives and red wine, it made me sound like too much of a uh, conservative uh, party member. So I'm going to go with a classic pint of Guinness, a nice cold pint of Guinness. That's my go-to when I go to the pub. So mm. I'll have one of them. I don't really people. go with olives. But Olive poking out the top of it. it. Class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- three three uh, stuffed olives on a uh, thing like a martini, but in the, in the Guinness foam. Mm. Nice. Cool. And we've got the uh, the wild card as well, which could be absolutely anything that you want to take into the vault, as long as it's gaming related. For an example, it could be a plushie of your favourite character. It could be a customised gaming controller. It could be a jar of tears. What what you t- what you're taking in there? With well, you? I, I didn't know that this had to be gaming related. So uh, <laughs> okay, my... oh, let's scratch that part. It doesn't have to be gaming related. What you, what's okay. your wild no, card? I, I can make it gaming related. I was just gonna okay. uh, put a nice pair of dot mines in the vault because I always oh. like to wear dot mines. So. I'll put a so I don't look like some sort of far right activist. I'll put I'm trying to think of some sort of gaming iconography that won't make me look like I'm part of a um, a skinhead group. Maybe. There's a lot of them in uh, Wolfenstein. I noticed there's a lot of Doc Martens in that. Yeah, That's maybe, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll soften it by just putting like a Jigglypuff on it or something like that, and then it's kind of like, all right, yeah, this is a guy that's like. Yeah, I think no that's even more threatening. Mm-hmm. That's more threatening. Yeah, They're yeah. going to open the door to the vault. You're going to be stood there holding olives, drinking a pint of Guinness and Doc Martens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, look like at Just, just yeah, like Doc Martens, mind. Yeah. Right, there we go. Well, that's the first, uh, first episode section of the vault. Clicks, please, for Ethan. Stop the clicks. And it is time to speed run. Yeah. Welcome to Speedrun, the internet famous gaming quiz challenge. In this high speed segment, our guest has just 60 seconds to answer as many questions as he can on his chosen gaming subject. Uh, And he can choose anything he wants. Armor from Elden Ring, the breeds of Nintendogs. Speedrun is the mastermind of gaming trivia. 
Uh, Ethan is going to race against the clock. He's only got 60 seconds. His scores will then be tallied and added to the TCP leaderboard, uh, where the highest scoring will be immortalized as true gaming masters. I wish I'd have known these stakes. Mm. Big stakes, mate. Medium rare. At least I know I'm going to be number one, no matter what. Well, you will be for a little while. Alex, are you okay to keep count of what he gets right as we go through, please? I can indeed. Wonderful. Are you ready for this, Ethan? Are you going to tell the uh, the members of the public what your choice of uh, of gaming is for the quiz? Uh, the subject I chose, not knowing that it needed to be the subject <laughs> I was most knowledgeable on, but the subject I chose was a mascot platformer. So, as Mario would say, he's not really a mascot. He's now, let's go, come on. <laughs> Okay, you ready for this? I'm you can ready. answer at any point during the question, and I'll just move on. I will say if it's correct oh or not God, correct, okay. and we will, so we're going to go quick. You, do you anticipate you've got questions to go over the minute? Because I'm going to fire these off. Like, Mate, I've right. got 35 questions. All right, let's go. So don't worry. And these are not AR written, Ben. <laughs> okay, are you ready to speed run? Mm-hmm. We are counting down in three, two, in the Crash Bandicoot series by Naughty Dog, what's the name of the main character? A genetically enhanced Bandicoot, Bandicoot who... In the Spyro Reignited trilogy game, what are the three main collectibles that Spyro must find in each level? Gems, crystals, something else. Skip. Don't know. Skip. What, who was Mario, Mario's loyal dinosaur companion who Yoshi. helps him in very... In Banjo-Kazooie, what's the name of the first world that Banjo and Kazooie Skip. explore? Not played it. In the Crash Team Racing game, what's the name of the evil alien who challenges Crash Bandicoot and his uh, friends to a car? Nitrous Oxide. Correct. In Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, what is the name of the l new Lombax character who teams up with Ratchet to save the uh, multiverse? Fucking hell, I can't remember. Sarah. Nope. Rivet. Uh, what is the name of the protagonist who is a limbless hero with floating hands Rayman. and feet? In the Sonic Adventure 2 game, what is the name of the character who is an anti-hero and a rival Shadow to Sonic? Shadow the Hedgehog. Correct. Who is the main antagonist in the Spyro the Dragon series, a power-hungry sorcerer who seeks to conquer the Dragon Realms? Uh, Ripto. No. In the Sonic Colors game, game over. that is time. That is time. Woof. Not, not too. I'm not, not very happy with that. But How many did we get? No, five. five. Is it not Ripto? Ripto's revenge. No, it's nasty, nasty Nork. Uh, he's in the. Uh, he's the main antagonist. Okay, so the ones that you got wrong through there. So it, it was gems, dragons, and dragon eggs. Oh, uh, for Spyro Ragnite. I've never been much of a Spyro for. guy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in Banjo-Kazooie, what's the name of the first world that Banjo and Kazooie explore? Anyone else? Mumbo's Mountain. Is it? No. No. Jig, jig, no. jig, jig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you insist. R -r -r Remix. Is it it not? was Spiral Mountain. Is it not Mumbo's Mountain? Spiral Mountain. Uh, in Ratchet and Clamp Rift Apart, what's the name of the new Lombax character who teams up with Ratchet to save the multiverse? It is Rivet. Uh, you got Rayman, you got Shadow Hedgehog, you, got, uh, you didn't get Nasty Nook. Uh, I'm going to pick another one out here. Because uh, I've, I've done 35 and we've got through rattles, rattles eight. I reckon I, can get, I reckon I can get 20 of them right. Okay. In the Super Mario Odyssey game, what is the name of the kingdom where Mario encounters the tyrannical rabbit who stole a valuable artifact? That's the first level, isn't it? Oh, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm not going to get 20, never mind. Give me five, lost, give me five is easy it the, lost, the Lost Kingdom? <laughs> give, me, give me some easy ones to Rabbit build my, Ridge. Uh, so I can mend my ego a bit. Uh, 
In the don in the game Donkey Kong sixty four, what's the name of the evil sorceress who kidnaps Donkey Kong's friends and steals his banana hoard? Never played it. Sorry. Pan. No, next question. What? Yeah, I know. Witchy world. Okay. Uh, in the game Super Mario Sunshine, what's the name of the tropical island where Mario Wild goes Delphino. on vacation? Is it? Yeah. In the game Super Mario Brothers 3, what's the name of the power-up that transforms Mario into a statue, allowing him to avoid enemies and hazards? It's a new key suit, is it? Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the evil witch character in the Crash Bandicoot franchise who manipulates time and space for her own gain? Engine. No, uh... Woman. Entrophy. <laughs> entropy, yeah. Uh, entropy is a male character, isn't it? Unless they, they changed it in uh, Crash, Crash Bandicoot 4. just says evil witch character on this. Uh, what's the name of the island where Sonic and his friends live, which serves as the main setting for many games in the franchise? Green Hill Zone, is it? No. Uh, South Island. Sonic, Sonicville. Uh, and last one what is the name of the legendary hero who is often mentioned in the Ratchet and Clank games and is known for his heroic deeds oh uh, fucking the, the, the green guy that's it's not his name my mind. can't remember Captain Quark yeah, and guys that is speedrun that was fun that was a lot of fun thank you very much you're top go. of the leaderboard congratulations hey. that was good well, everyone, Long may everyone, you reign. Whoever comes next, just know that I, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't know this. Oh, I'd have to choose a specialist subject. And you know what? I hope you do shit. And I hope you, I hope you get, I hope you only get about two right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna play that to them the next. Best of luck. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> so special thank you to Ethan Hunt, one of our patrons. Steve Sticky Simpson, Nate Ellingsworth, uh, Carl Hughes, Sean Hughes, Jason Frost, Sarah Perbrick, Rebecca Rudranath. Luke Cooper, Kevin Scully, Mark Hammond, and Rune Storm. I did a little bit of accent then on Rebecca Rudranath. I gave her a little bit more... North. North, yeah. She's been hanging out been with Laurie. to Laurie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well on to you there. Uh, Ethan, where can we find you online, mate? You can find me at uh, HTTPS Ethan Games on Twitter. That's an incredible handle, isn't it, guys? And uh, you can Twitter, also yeah. find me in Switch Player Magazine... And if you get the uh, the crossplayers battle pass, I, I I like the WhatsApp groups. The WhatsApp groups are really good, isn't it? So get the WhatsApp groups. We like a little chat in there. We could call it the Prattle Pass. That's, that's good. Ooh, Cause that's, that's more us. Yeah, that is prattling on. Um, I'm not going to ask Ben where he wants to be found online. I'm not going to ask either of you really. But do you want to plug that headset thingy that you've got a podcast about? Go on, Ben. Um, Come on, Ben. Yeah, we've plug got it. a uh, we've got a separate Love a plug. We've got a separate podcast called uh, Cross Button VR, which covers PSVR two in all its glory. Um, weekly episodes that drop six thirty a.m. every Tuesday, and we also publish uh, reviews over on our Crossplayers YouTube channel as well. So if you are interested in VR or specifically PlayStation VR two, go and give that feed a sub. Please. I, don't, I, I don't have a PSVR 2 and I don't intend on getting one and I've been really enjoying the podcast listening every week oh. really, really really enjoying it thank you that's, yeah that's very Laurie good. is the best host and I'm happy to say that I'm proud to say it he's very funny he's one that really makes me laugh he really does hope everyone I'd... as well 
dead. Between the three of you, it's probably the one thing I genuinely look forward to hitting my feed. Um, between that and the IGN UK, they're the only podcasts I actually listen to, and you know I never listen to our podcasts. So, anyway, anyway, patreon.com slash the crossplayers if you are interested in supporting us. And like you said, you can get the battle pass and come over to the WhatsApp group. Uh, give us a little like on YouTube, follow. I can't even remember what it is. It's not a sub, that's Twitch. What is it? It's just a follow, isn't it? Just on like, this? yeah. YouTube, like, like and subscribe and hit the little bell. Like and subscribe. Mm. There we go, look. Alex knows. Like, subscribe, hit the little bell. Should have prepared that part. Did all too much on videos <laughs> and concepts for games. Uh, or alternatively, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash players. Ethan, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, folks. It's been a it's been a great fun. I'm glad, glad, lovely playing that game as well. Great to chat. It's been too long. It has. Did very well. I thought you did fine. It's been great and wonderful. Ben, pleasure as always. Indeed, and you too. Indeed. <laughs> Alex. <meh>. Mm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>